evening, everyone. It is Friday, the 25th of June here in Singapore. And welcome to another episode of Bill Invest. Right, so first up, um, something aside from the markets. I am vaccinated. So I just took my first dose of Moderna vaccine. And I would definitely encourage everyone to just get your vaccines if you are suited for it. You know, we all just want the whole world to quickly recover and borders to be lifted so we can all travel around and experience the world once again and not be kept in isolation within the country you are in. Now on to the markets. So last night or yesterday morning in US terms, we had one of these rather important tests. So this test is known as the bank stress test. This test is conducted by the Federal Reserve so the Feds, once again, it actually concerns all the major financial institutions. Basically, any company that lends out money. So what's the purpose of this test, you may ask? So the purpose of this test is actually to make sure during economic downturn or during huge recession or depression, banks would still be able to operate. Now you see, banks are the fundamentals of every country because you know you have your citizens lifelong earnings kept in banks and once there is an economic meltdown caused by either um, natural disasters or financial crisis or like the recent COVID people would panic especially if banks fail to operate as per normal so that's basically the first reason and the second reason is that the authorities don't want a repeat of the whole Lehman Brothers incident. Sounds rather familiar, doesn't it? So, for those of you who do not know, Lehman Brothers is also a bank, one of the largest banks in America. It was partially the cause of the whole 2008 financial crisis. So what exactly happened? Back in 2006, there was a huge housing boom. People wanted to buy houses, so when they wanted to buy houses, they would head to banks to obtain loans. So these banks would uh, naturally give out loans and the demand for loans was tremendous. So banks, they didn't do, if I could put it this way, they didn't do much uh, hedging. They didn't do much due diligence in checking whether you know, these people that came to borrow, were they able to pay back? I mean, naturally, it's greed, right? If someone comes up to you, you have the assets, you have the cash. Someone comes up to you and want to borrow money, um, you offer them interest of 4 5%. But people were able to flip the houses for even higher amount of gains. So even like a 5% interest, they would naturally say yes. And that was the start of the whole great financial crisis suddenly the housing bubble burst no one wanted to buy these houses so what happens people are holding onto these houses yet they are not able to pay up the loans they try and mortgage it but no one wants to buy up the mortgage and therefore this is what actually caused the whole great financial crisis um, banks were heavily in debt they had to write off a lot of losses so even the feds had to step in at that time and it was just crazy because they had to so-called ask, if I could put it this way, they have to ask bigger banks to actually 
acquire the smaller banks. So one of the banks that was bought over by JP Morgan was actually Bear Stearns. They had to buy over and help to write off their, their debts and try and make sure that the financial system isn't debt affected. But one of the victims was unfortunately Lehman Brothers eventually collapsed um, due to them having to satisfy investors. Thus, you know, they had to stick their head out of the water and reported figures which weren't that accurate. Either that or they didn't achieve, they didn't manage to achieve those numbers. And hence, you know, investors just lost faith in them. Stock price plunged by 70% a week. 70%. It's insane for a financial institution stock. The amount of plunge would just wipe out a lot of uh, assets of the company. And eventually, you're just left with like $1 billion. But uh, by then, it was too late. Therefore, it had to liquidate and just declare bankruptcy at the end of the day. So, a rather long story, but these are the main two reasons why this Federal Reserve ever since then came out with this stress test to make sure that banks would be able to handle any sort of downturn and what's the maximum levels that they can handle that. So in this recent stress test, Federal Reserve actually gave the financial institutions this scenario. So they painted a picture whereby commercial real estate and corporate debt holders at 10.8% unemployment and a 55% drop in the stock market. So the entire industry would post a $474 billion in losses. So just to give you a bit of a context of how drastic that is, the current unemployment levels are approximately 6%, whereas the highest that we have been over the past year due to COVID, we hit a maximum of 15%. And in terms of the profitability of the financial industry, back in May, the first quarter earnings of the financial industry was at 76.8 billion. So if you just take a similar amount for the next three other quarters, it will work out to be approximately 300 odd billion. And that is opposed to the scenario of a 400 billion dollar loss. So despite painting such a bleak picture in the whole industry, banks actually perform quite well you know, uh, based on the, their current assets and how they are operating. The capital that they would have after all these losses, unemployment, etc. It would still be more than double the minimum required levels. So it's really, really positive. And what does this stress test actually imply? Or you know, what, how does this affect um, banks? It's basically true dividend increase and buybacks because when the margins are low whereby um, they can't really match the minimum required levels and thresholds, Fed will actually restrict financial institutions to conduct share buybacks and to distribute dividends. The reason being is because they need more capital on hand to make sure that um, they have enough capital to write off uh, bad debt and write off losses and to still continue operations as normal. So now, having seen um, how banks would perform in such a drastic situation, the Fed has actually lifted this restriction that was actually imposed during this whole COVID period and they allow dividends and buybacks 
from banks. So it's a very positive news for shareholders because right now if you buy a bank stock, I mean during COVID if you were to buy a bank stock, your dividends will be kept. And that is the same with Singapore as well. For you guys who don't know, MAS, Monetary Authority of Singapore, has also kept the dividend payouts of local banks at 60% of 2019 levels. So for example, if um, DBS paid out $1 for the full year 2019, they are only allowed to pay out $0.60 cents in full year 2020. The main reason behind this is the same as what US is going through, basically make sure that the banks can operate status quo. So in fact, this regulation by MAS, Monetary Authority of Singapore, was implemented just when the Feds restricted the US banks from conducting share buybacks and paying out dividends as well. So hopefully, with this positive news from the US side, the MAS would also lift this restriction and we should see local bank prices rising higher. DBS was paying 120 a year and that is what the CEO promised before this whole COVID struck. So despite the dividend cap, DBS is currently almost at its, at its all-time high, $30 thereabout. But right now it's only paying like $0.72 cents dividends based on this MAS rule of 60% cap. As previously, before COVID, it was at 120 So if we were to go back to 120 dividend payout levels, I believe we will still see the stock price of DBS hitting higher from here. And this is just my personal opinion. You know, it may have been priced in already. People are just looking forward to the reinstatement of dividends um, to the bank's discretion and not via a limit which MAS has set. Alright, so that's all for today. Hope you guys learned something new. As always, I read so you don't have to. I'll catch you next time.